He says, you want to enter into the supernatural of God. You want to live above this natural world. Then you have to come this way. Be converted and become as a child. Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to continue in the series entitled, Can We All Get Along? This is part number three of the series, and it is subtitled, Childish People. Do you know anyone who's childish? Well, after today's message, I hope that you can say that you are. And we'll talk about that and a whole lot more, so stick around. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. There you can hear this message and the entire series. So stop by today. All right, without any further ado, here comes part number three of the series entitled, Can We All Get Along? And it is subtitled, Childish People, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. All right, well, there are a few re- uh, root uh, scriptures that we're going to look at in this series and we're going to uh, rehearse these before you every week and then we'll go right back into the message this first one is in Matthew 22 Matthew 22 uh, verse 36 through 40 and this is how it reads master uh, which is the great commandment in the law Jesus said unto him thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind And this is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The law of love. Amen. Let's go to uh, John 13. John 13, verses 34 and 35. You, You guys are ready? Praise the Lord. Thankful. I'm thankful you're ready to take notes. You're ready. John 13, verse 34 and 35 says this, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Hallelujah. The law of love. So the question in this series that we'll be tackling is, can we all get along? Can we all get along? And let me tell you now, there was a very, very famous song, I believe, possibly in the 70s. I went uh, something like this. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And it goes on. Very prophetic. The world needs the love of God. And you are members of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the source of that love in the earth. God will use you to show them his love. We want to speak today from the uh, subject, from the subtitle of childish, childish people, childish people. I wonder um, what that will mean to us and for us today. Ask your neighbor. Are you a childish person? Are you a childish person? Well, we're going to discover what that means. And uh, I want you just to make sure you remember that answer uh, because we're going to discover what that uh, what that really means in the word of God today. And uh, really just and just go in line with it. But let's discover what the word childish means. The word childish means of like 
or appropriate to a child. Silly, immature, irresponsible. Are you a childish person? Are you a childish people? Uh, this can be a good thing. Being childish can actually be a good thing. We're going to look at this shortly. And it can also be a bad thing at the wrong time. It's, it's really all about timing. It's all about timing. And uh, let's look at something. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We can go to 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter. And then we'll uh, go on over to the 14th chapter in just a few moments as we discover the differences about being childish when it's appropriate and when it is not. So let's, let's look at this first of all, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. And this is how it reads out of the King James Version. He says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I did what? I put away childish things. The word put away here talks about uh, being inactive in something. It means severing or cutting off of something you stopped it all together he said when i was a man i put away those things in other words i stopped acting immature i uh, began to take responsibility i became adult in my actions but that's only part of it let's go over just one more chapter to first corinthians 14 let's look at verse 20 this gives you a more full text a more full um, account of what it means to be childish when it is appropriate and when it is not appropriate. Let's look at this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 20. And it says, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. Now, let, let me bring this a little bit closer to you, and let's read that same verse out of the New Living Translation. This is how it reads. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, don't be what? Don't be childish in your understanding of these things. Be innocent as babes when it comes to evil, but be mature in understanding matters of this kind. In this context, he's speaking about uh, speaking uh, about um, tongues and interpretation of tongues and, and prophecy. You need to understand spiritual things. Be, be adults, be men, be uh, mature as it relates to spiritual things, but be children as it relates to malice or as it relates to evil or as it relates to how other people uh, treat you. When they treat you poorly, don't um, plot against them. When they treat you poorly, they treat you badly. Don't seek out revenge, but instead become like children and don't hold ill will toward them. Are you understanding? So we're going to look at that context today as it talks about being children or being childlike as it relates to malice, as it relates to uh, evil, the, the evil that people do. We're going to look at that because that's very valuable in the kingdom of God. Amen. Are y'all still with me today? So why should you be childish or why should you be like a child? 
the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, really, he really brings this home in um, Matthew, the 18th chapter. So we're going to go right back into Matthew 18, and I've got to show you some things today in the rich word of God. Now, here are some concepts that the Lord is going to explain to us in Matthew chapter 18, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. And I pray that you really get this. Because when you catch this understanding, this wisdom and revelation of what the Lord Jesus is saying today, it will change the way you pray. It will change the way you interact with other humans. It will change the way you interact with God and especially change the way you interact with the satanic or demonic world. This is a game changer. And I pray that you are ready to hear what the Lord has to say. Now, right away, uh, I'm going to need a child to help me illustrate a point. So whoever that may be, you get yourselves ready. I'll be calling you forth in just a minute. Very good, Naomi. Thank you. She's volunteered. So here we go. Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4. And let's read this. Uh, at that, rather, at the same time came the disciples unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who is the greatest or, or who is greater or who is uh, or who ranks high in the kingdom of heaven? These boys, I'm telling you, they were interested in, uh, in not being where they were, not being mediocre. They want to know how can we advance? How can we advance? Who's greatest? How can we advance? Who's highest in rank or or what's the quality of those who really progress in this company? Does that make sense? What's the characteristics of them? They ask the question, who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Come on, little child. I'm calling a little child and I'm setting the little child in the midst of them. Thank you, little child. Setting. And her in the midst of them. Hold there. Verse 3 and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, you shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Except ye be converted and become as little children. You shall not, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 4, whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Thank you, little child. Give her a hand, would you? Hallelujah. I'm thankful we have one of those here this morning. Thank you, Naomi. You did a wonderful job. I want you to notice something. Jesus really emphasizes the kingdom of heaven. Say kingdom of heaven. heaven. It's important for you to understand what the kingdom of heaven is and how you can relate to it in your own lives. You understand uh, Jesus, rather we can back it up even further and uh, say that John the Baptist was first known to carry this message. John the Baptist told the people, come and be baptized and uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
When John the Baptist went off the scene, Jesus came with that same message. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Jesus went about demonstrating the kingdom of heaven. The blind saw, the deaf heard, the mute spoke, the sick were healed, the leopards were cleansed, the dead were raised. He demonstrated the power and presence of the kingdom of heaven. So this is something, again, this is a game changer if you understand uh, the principles and the concepts as being citizens in the kingdom of heaven. Are you hearing? Jesus in this context in the scripture tells us how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. This is not something where we're just going in and then going out. No, this is an entering in and dwelling, entering in and remaining. There are many people that are waiting to die and they say one day I'll get to heaven but I'm, let, me, let me say one, one of the sad things that we'll discover when we get there, when some people get there and God has to wipe away every tear from their eyes, they'll just, why would they be crying? Because they will finally discover that the power and presence and the peace of God that they're experiencing there, they could have experienced it down here. They could have experienced the presence of God right here and right now, but they forfeited the right now for later. So many crying, so much tears when they realize that they missed out on it. I pray that that is not your testimony today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's discuss what it means to be or what the kingdom of heaven means. The kingdom of heaven, I pray that you really get this. The kingdom of heaven has to do with the character, the behavior, and the nature of its king, Jesus Christ is the king of kings he is the king hallelujah the kingdom of heaven has to do with the character behavior and nature of its king the lord jesus christ grab a hold of this it is the atmosphere that surrounds him it is the atmosphere that surrounds the king it is the atmosphere atmosphere is air it is the air that surrounds him What's around him makes up the atmosphere of the kingdom of heaven. Are you hearing? When I go into, let's say if you had all the money you needed to buy the exact house you wanted and to decorate it exactly how you wanted it to be. Exactly. There may be, I don't know, Mickey Mouse on a wall. I don't know what you would have on your walls, but whatever you would have exactly exactly what you wanted how you wanted it in other words you would feel your house to be filled with you with images of of things that's on the inside of you it would be filled uh it would be filled and look like you are you hearing with your atmosphere when people would come inside they come inside to another type of atmosphere are you hearing they would see the sights and they would, they would hear sounds and things, the different atmospheres. We, again, we carry a different atmosphere all together. Uh, when you come around, when I go into your house, you come into my house. When I get into your car, you get into my car. Whatever you own takes on your persona. It takes on your atmosphere. 
And because the king of the kingdom is there, the kingdom takes on his characteristics, his nature, his behaviors. Does that make sense? So I want you to think about the kingdom of heaven in its simplest form being the atmosphere that surrounds the king. The kingdom of heaven being the atmosphere that surrounds the king. Thus, the kingdom of heaven uh, is the is to align or tune to enter the kingdom of heaven, should I say, is to align or tune our thinking or mindset to that of the king. To enter the kingdom of heaven is to align or tune our thinking or our mindset to that of the king in order to be like the king. And when you are like the king, you will then have access to the resources, the power, and the authority of the king. Does that make sense? So the kingdom of heaven, again, has to do with the atmosphere of the king, what surrounds him, what surrounds him. When the Bible, you see, the Bible say, um, uh, also mention the kingdom of God. Well, the kingdom of God has to do with, um, specifically has to do with the rules, the systems, and the patterns of the kingdom. The rules, systems, and patterns. The kingdom of heaven is actually inside of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is everything. It is everywhere. And the kingdom of heaven is within the kingdom of God. These two can be seen sometimes as the same things as interchangeable terms, but many times they are separate. Now, the Lord separates these here today for you and I to get an understanding because he's telling you how to enter the kingdom of heaven so that you may enter in and interact it and so that you may uh, progress in the kingdom of God so that you may uh, have access to the resources, the power, the authority, the might that is within the kingdom. You are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And it would be a shame for you as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven not to operate in its resources. Are you hearing? If we were to go over to a foreign to a foreign land and, uh, and the United States had uh, a consulate there and, uh, you know, a, a, a plot of land in that country that was designated the territory of the United States. You've seen people in different movies and, and the American citizens, they're, they're running from somebody in the streets and they say, if I can just get to the embassy, once I get to the embassy, you know, they got the, the guards there. They, they yell out, I'm an American citizen. I'm an American citizen. American citizen. And the guards open up the gates and they, they cock their gun to whoever's chasing you. And they say, I'm on American soil now. You can't touch me. Nah, nah, boo, boo. Are you hearing me? I'm on the soil. In other words, I get the protections that this kingdom affords me. Hallelujah. You can't touch me. I'm within another kingdom now. I'm coming under another authority, another jurisdiction. Hallelujah. What I'm telling you now is that we are part of that kingdom. And wherever we go, we carry the territory of the king. We carry an embassy. We are an embassy. Hallelujah. And we carry the culture and nature of our king with us everywhere we go. Hallelujah. 
And so Jesus tells us here how to enter into his kingdom. And entering in is also synonymous with receiving its benefits, receiving of its resources, its power, and its authority. Wielding it like a sword, wielding, wielding it, uh, working it like a sword in the earth today. Not living as normal earthly men, normal mortals, mere mortals, when God has actually called us to be a supernatural people. Amen. Hallelujah. So understand something. Let's talk about how to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said here again, he said uh, in verse number three, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. I love that word except. Except, in other words, this can't happen, no way, no how, Jack. It won't happen unless you go through this door. It won't happen. I don't care how much you beg, whine, or say that you need something. Lord, I need it. Lord, I need it. It doesn't matter. You have to go through this door. What is the door? He said, except ye be converted. The word converted means to turn. It means to turn around. It means to change your mind. You must, first of all, change your mind. To turn, it means also to turn oneself from one course of conduct. You got to decide to do that, Ch change your mind. You've got to change your mind. And this sometimes can be a violent struggle because we have been thinking that, we've been thinking that the way we've been doing things have been correct. But Jesus said, no, in order to enter in, you first of all gotta change your mind. You must be converted. Then he says, and you must become as little children. The word become denotes a process. It is not overnight. It denotes a sphere of time, a sphere of time. You must become, give yourself to becoming this. In other words, you've got to allow the spirit of God to change you. You've got to pray for that change. You've got to ask him to break down those silly thoughts, break down those wicked thoughts, break it down. Lord, they hit me. I'm going to hit them back. Break it down. Break it down. Break it down. They got me. I'm going to get them back. Break it down. You've got to allow the Holy spirit to break down that fallen thinking you must be converted and become as a child are you hearing me meaning we have to adopt out of our own will we have to adopt a different way of thinking this is not natural this is not normal we're part of another kingdom. Are you hearing me? Now, over time, we have built up, again, we have built up in a, in a, and have adopted a, a manner of thinking and believing and behavior that is foreign to the kingdom of heaven. It is foreign. And what the Lord says simply, we're going to have to call that way incorrect or at the least incomplete, not perfect. And we're going to have to believe and receive and allow the Holy Spirit to convince you that Jesus's way is complete, is perfect, and it's the way you need to go. Are you hearing me? 
That's a process. Say process. That's a process. And Jesus breaks this down and he makes it very clear to us. These two ways he makes it very clear. In other words, here again, in order for you to enter into the kingdom of heaven, right here, right now, here on this earth, and adopt the attitudes, the natures, and adopt the power and the authority of the king that the Lord said is yours. You're going to have to come through this door. You're going to have to think like the king now. You're going to have to abandon, abandon one way of thinking and receive another way. The Lord said, except you do this, you shall not enter. Let me show you these, these two concepts here in Matthew 5. The Lord brings it home in 10 verses here. I love it. He just brings it right home, right in your face. Matthew 5, verse 38 through 48 of the New Living Translation. Listen to how it reads. It says, you have heard the law that says the punishment must match the injury. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But, say but. I'm telling you, the, the most powerful thing happens after the but. And this is a big but. Are you hearing me? This is a big but. I don't know why they're laughing online community. I'm just reading the Bible here. You've heard it said, Jesus said, you've heard it said, they do it to you, you better do them back. They knock out your tooth, you better knock their tooth out too. They poke out your eye, you better poke their eye out too. You've heard it said. But then Jesus gives them a big butt. He says, but I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slap you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also. If you are sued in court and your shirt is taken from you, give your coat too. If a soldier demands that you carry his gear for a mile, carry it two miles. Give to those who ask and don't turn away from those who want to borrow. Oh my God. Some of you looking mighty strange. Let me tell you about this borrowing thing. If you have surplus, you can easily lend. If you don't have surplus, then you're giving away somebody else's money. If you owe me rent money, you owe it to me. And Johnny, whoever, or Billy, whoever, come and ask you for $5, you give him $5, that's my $5. You can't loan something to somebody that you don't have. You're giving Georgia Powers money away. You owe them folk. Pay who you owe. Hallelujah. Verse 43 says, you have heard the law say, uh, you've heard the law that says, love your enemies and love, rather love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say, there's another big one, but I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. And that way you will be acting as what? True children of your father, where? In heaven. Oh, he breaks it down seriously, doesn't he? 
For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you any how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be what? Perfect. Even as your father in heaven is perfect. Jesus breaks it down. He says, you want to enter into the supernatural of God. You want to live, uh, live uh, above this natural world. Then you have to come this way. Be converted and become as a child. Hallelujah. Your days of getting folk back that got you are over unless you want to live this trashy life. Live among the dirt when God has called you to live among the clouds. There are things that are just beneath you now. Listen, nobody gets away with anything. There will be a day of judgment. Hallelujah. And if so-and-so is not under the blood, that's another reason for you to pray for them. Because they will get exactly what they deserve. Our God is a great God. It's a high judge. And there's nothing that gets away from our father's eyes. Which is another reason for you to pray for them. Because no matter how you feel, you must have the heart of God as it relates to them. You must have the heart of a child. Loving. Kind. Forgiving, loving, kind, forgiving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must have childlike faith. So Jesus teaches in this and you think, okay, maybe they really got it. Well, in the, in the very next chapter, Matthew 19, remember we were just in Matthew 18 a moment ago. The very next chapter, Matthew 19 they get another chance to see what they've really learned. And as, as I'm beginning to close today, we won't get finished with all of this today. I want to continue with my mandate. Matthew 19 says, verse 13 and 14, let's see if the disciples really got it. Verse 13 of the King James Version says this, Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. Mm. But Jesus said, suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me. Why? For of such is the kingdom of heaven. They have value. Let them come to me. Let's look at this same verse out of the message Bible. I love the way it reads. It says, these same verses rather. Verses 13 through 15. And it says, one day, one day children were brought to Jesus in the hope that he would lay hands on them and pray over them. The disciples shoo them off. Get away, little children. Get away. Get away now. Get away. Jesus is too busy for you. Get away. Get away with your childlike faith. Get away. Get away. Get away. Really? Really? 
They shoot him off. But Jesus intervened. Let the children alone. Don't prevent them from coming to me. God's kingdom is made up of people like these. After laying hands on them, he left. Understand something. In order for you to enter into the supernatural and become like him, you must be converted. You must depart from your old way of thinking. You've got to pray and ask the Father by his spirit to impart this new mindset, the mind of Christ into you. Hallelujah. Or else you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Let me last show you this. We're not going to get to all this today, but I want to show you prayerfully. We'll get to this on next week. I want to show you the power of this, because if you understand that, you'll also understand Matthew 18, 18. The Lord said, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven he talks about having kingly this is kingly authority to bind and to loose to bind means to declare that something is not permitted to bind to bind meaning it is not permitted it is unlawful these are actions that a king someone in authority someone with the character and nature of the king can declare in the atmosphere but listen not just the atmosphere in the church building not just the atmosphere in your home but the atmosphere that you carry around with you everywhere you go if you haven't learned to steward the atmosphere that's around you the devil will always have a field day with you you have to learn to steward the atmosphere that's around you, to steward the air, to manage the air that is around you. You will declare what is permitted in your life and what is permitted over your life. You will declare what is lawful and what is unlawful over your life. If you're having problem with fear and tormenting things, you must declare that is not lawful. That is not permitted in my life. And then you loose the opposite of that. You loose the love of God. You loose the joy of the Lord in your own life. If you can't steward the atmosphere that's around you, then how will you steward the atmosphere in your home? If you can't shift the atmosphere that's around you, even when you're alone, then how will you shift the atmosphere in your home and how will you shift the atmosphere in this region and shift the atmosphere over the nation? But it must start with you. Being childish is not a bad thing. Not all the time. Jesus has offered you an invitation. I pray that you would take it today. I pray you receive the word of God today. We're going to stop right there in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you all the glory, we give you all the adoration. Great Holy Spirit, declare your magnificent word to your people. Lord God, I call for We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. 
While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.